Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. Getting to know you. I thought after listeners that have been with us for all these months, um, they hear bits and pieces of our lives as we interject them intermittently throughout the podcast, that it might be fun to just take one podcast and get to know more about us on a personal level and find out what through our lives has influenced our opinions, our decisions, how we relate to things where we're coming from. So if you know where someone's coming from, you have a better idea where they're going. And I think that some of the answers may surprise our listeners and it may even surprise you and I. Very well could. I've been looking forward to this one. I I think this is a very good idea, a chance for them to get to know us. It's a little lighter topic than some of the other stuff we've tackled. And so I hope everybody enjoys it. It, yeah, I think so. And I think one thing that, that you and I don't always bring up in podcasts, and I'm not even aware brought it up ever, is obviously we, we've talked about me being adoptions and you have a radio history and are married to an adoption attorney. Mm-hmm. Have we ever talked about the fact that um, I'm married to your wife's brother? I think it's come up. A couple of times, but we haven't really gotten in depth. So, yeah, we are technically related, not by blood, but by marriage. And so, yeah, you're my sister-in-law. So let's go through um, some questions that I thought would be fun. And um, what I thought would be a good way to, to do it is we go back and forth and you can pick the question and then I will pick a question. And so I'm not necessarily going to ask or, you know, answer the same questions as you. Okay. So let's just have fun with it. That's fair. You want to go That's first? Fair. Sure. Uh, who's your hero? I like that one. My hero, Harriet Tubman. Okay. Good. I have uh, been absolutely fascinated with her since I was a very little girl. And whenever one of our children comes and has to do a project on somebody, I our daughter Sage just did this this past year and came to me and said, who should I pick? And I can't tell you how fast I clicked on Amazon. Harriet Tubman bought the book, gave it to her and said, this one. So <laughs> definitely Harriet Tubman, because okay. I think she was somebody that I would like to be. I like it. Your turn. All right. Um, 
We'll start off with something kind of fun. What mistake do you keep making again and again? That, because I did read through these questions last night, that was a tough one for me to even think of an answer. But I think the best answer I could give is not remembering names. I am horrible with names. And no matter how hard I try, I always, I, I just did it yesterday. I was talking to Lisa's other sister and I asked her what her neighbor's name was and I'm because I had seen him out in the driveway. And then I think she said Justin, but I think I've already forgotten. I'm not positive his name is Justin. Might be Joshua. Ah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, you works really well. Right. Hey, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> Pal? Captain? Yep. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's go to another one. Let's see. Uh, what do you regret not doing or starting when you were younger? Oh, uh, this is a very easy one. A retirement fund. That was my same answer. Saving money, putting money away. Because they say, oh, if you put away two cents a day for your entire life, right? you'd be a billionaire. So right? That's, that's what exactly everybody what has told me my entire life. And unfortunately, I'm the type of person that likes to live in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I, I am not a squirrel. So... Right. Especially probably when you were younger, like myself, it was just like, <laughs> I'll do it next month. <laughs> never Tomorrow. It. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is something that you think everybody should do at once in their life? Oh, hmm. Once in their life. Uh, there's so many things, you know, you could go the whole fall in love <laughs> kind of thing. You know, I think everybody should love somebody unconditionally. Um, I don't know because I've done so little in my life. I guess, you know what? Okay, so my advice to somebody like, for instance, my son, I would say do something you're passionate about. You may never make money at it. You may never succeed at it. But I did it with radio because that was something I had loved since I was a little kid. And getting into that when I was about 30, um, it really changed my perspective on, wow, you got to seize the moment and grab something that you could miss and you will regret later. And I think he's done a little of that. He was in a band for a while and he's done a little traveling and, you know, gone on a cruise with a girlfriend. And so he's starting to do some of that stuff. And I want him to keep doing those things and not letting them pass. Good advice. On that note, uh, there was an article that I just received uh, it was an interview with Jeff, is it Bezos or Bezos? Bezos, yeah. Who was talking about, you know, the rules to, to live by. And he said, one of the things is that it is worse to have regrets over what you didn't do in life than what you did and then and regretted what you did. So in other words, you know, jump off the cliff in a safe manner. <laughs> right. Never trying <laughs> you know is worse is. than trying and failing, for instance. Yes, right. Okay. Just try. And, and the cliff, and I say that because that's, you know, people are like, oh, no, I'm afraid to do that. And I would be too. And But if it's safe and it's checked out and it's deep and there's no danger, is right. what I'm saying. So. Yeah, I've always said I'd love to go skydiving. I don't know if I would do it in the moment, but I think that would be fun. Okay. Something um, that absolutely terrifies me. <laughs> what would you change about yourself if you could? I am not the best at thinking before I talk. So my mind moves very quickly. Mm -hmm. And because it moves so quickly, sometimes I say things before thinking about how they're going to come out. And some people find it kind of funny 
alongside of me, but I think I have generally maybe said some things that were offensive or things that I wished I hadn't said in that way afterwards. So I think I would like to be able to pause and then say something, whereas I just, I speak and, you know, my logical mother and my biological brother do the exact same thing. They, they are who they are. There's nothing fake or fictitious whatsoever. And they're genuine and they don't, um, they don't hide anything, which is, you know, they're not trying to appease somebody. They're just giving an answer. And I think that sometimes it, it, are working that extra second to make sure you phrase something in the right way. And I want to make sure I would like to be able to do that better. That's fair. Good answer. Yes. What makes you laugh the most? Uh, it's a toss up between wit, something that's like cleverly worded or somebody who's very witty. I, I love that. But I also love something that is exceptionally goofy uh, you know, the thing that comes to mind would be like Napoleon Dynamite, where it's not exactly a witty movie, but it's very funny. So those two things really get to me. Okay. All right. Do you like or dislike surprises? Dislike. I guess I have a control complex and I don't like not being in control. So in other words, you know, I'm not somebody who likes to you know, drink, consume lots of alcoholic beverages. And, you know, mm. I never experimented with drugs and stuff like that because I didn't like, I wanted to make sure I was always in control of what I was doing. And so when I'm caught off guard, it makes me feel unsafe. So I don't, I don't like surprises. Okay. What are three interesting facts about you? Uh, we've mentioned it on the show, but I am legally blind. And so I think that's kind of interesting, but also that, Despite being legally blind, I've pretty much worked my entire life since I was 18 years old at different jobs. Many, I mean, I've installed carpet. I've uh, been a teacher's aide in a special ed class. I've been on the radio, which I love doing. Um, I've been working in the adoption field, helping Lisa with the firm or with our law firm here. So I've always, despite that, stayed busy with things. And then... Uh, let's see, a third fact. I own a members-only jacket to this day. You can yeah, borrow it sometime. It. <laughs> I mean, when it's not so hot like this in Phoenix. Other than necessities, what one thing could you not go a day without? Diet Dr. Pepper. That's a fair answer. That Simple and fast. Completely fair. Uh, because I, with me, it's regular Dr. Pepper. Okay. What is your all-time, and you have to pick one, okay. favorite movie? Oh. I knew you were going to do this one, and it's so tough because I, I love movies, and there's different movies I like at different times. Uh, I'm going to go recent, actually, uh, at least for this particular time. My favorite movie and the one I can watch over and over without getting tired of is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, I've never seen it. Yeah, it, I absolutely love that movie. I think it's my fa it's obviously my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh. All right. What is the most daring thing that you've ever done? When I was 18, uh, one of my uh, best friends at the time, uh, Bobby Kesselman, who is a uh, comedian mm -hmm. and he does voiceovers for some TV shows. Uh, he and I were 
both wanting to break into the entertainment industry. And so actually, I think we were younger than that. I think we're about 17, maybe even 16. And our parents uh, let us uh, miss a day of school and go up to Los Angeles, California and be extras on a movie that they were filming. And, you know, in today's day and age, we do things very differently. But back then, uh, Bobby and I were put in this car with somebody we had no idea who it was. And they drove us up to uh, the stage, you know, the soundstage and, and where they were filming, which was actually at an airport in Los Angeles. And neither one of us had ever been on a set like that before. Mm-hmm. And they had this bring um, extra clothes because they wanted to make sure that we were in clothes. We were supposed to be like people in the airport. Anyway, uh, ever since I was nine, I had a huge crush on John Schneider mm. from a dig set. And he was one of the main stars in the movie. So was this was a huge blockbuster, obviously. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. So- and straight to VHS. Let's put it that way. Okay. Uh, it was called Ministry of Vengeance. And I like it. With Apollonia. Remember from the Prince video? I do she was remember also- Apollonia. Yeah. Okay. So we're there and it's a really long day and I'm looking at John Schneider and he's, you know, they have him kind of like sectioned off from the extras. Mm -hmm. And I looked at Bobby and I said, this is my shot. I've got to go over there. And he looks at me and he's like, do it. Yeah. So I did. So I walked over and I smiled at him and I remember thinking, okay, I have to talk or he's going to think something is wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I had to come over and meet you. And he puts both of his hands on my cheeks and says, it's really cold in here, isn't it? And I think, I hope I wasn't drooling. Um, <laughs> and I remember nodding and saying yes. And then telling him how nice it was to meet him. And then I, I walked back over to Bobby Bobby is now killed over laughing. And he said, you're never going to wash your face again. And I said, never. But I have since. <laughs> Great <laughs> That was story. pretty brave. That, that was is... pretty brave because I Absolutely. went underneath the tape and I went right up to the, you know, I mean, I have belted out songs with him on that radio. Are we on the radio when he used to have them and on his records? And I'm telling you, I was all in. You were so. starstruck. There you go. Awesome. What is the most annoying habit that other people have? I generally don't get annoyed by people. Like, I know my mom hated it when we would click our gum, as she said, when we would chew gum. And even that doesn't bother me. Sounds don't bother me. Uh, I guess just rudeness. There you go. People being rude to each other and not giving each other a little respect. All right. What question would you most like the answer to? What question would I? Oh, oh, I know the answer to this one. Um... How we have done things like landed on the moon and mm. done all of these amazing things and we don't have a cure for the common cold. Okay, that's fair. Why? I mean, something so basic has eluded us all these years. Every time myself or one of my children gets sick, I ask the same question. How do we not have a cure? Right. Okay, good one. If you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Steak. Just steak? Uh, anything on the side is fine. It could be potatoes. It could be uh, 
broccoli, cauliflower, whatever. I don't have a choice on that. I'll eat whatever side dish you've got. It could be tater tots. Matter of fact, steak and tater tots. There you go. I just, there's my meal. Perfect. What makes you laugh the most? Sarcasm. Also, when common mistakes are made, like I was that obnoxious kid in school, you know, when the teacher would be writing back then with chalk and the chalk would break, I'd be the one to be laughing. Or, (laughs) you know, when the one kid is being naughty in the classroom, we both got in trouble because I'd be laughing at what he was doing. Right. So uh, and I really appreciate a sarcastic sense of humor. That makes me laugh like really, really hard. Uh, You know, other things that that are funny is to me are, you know, natural consequences. And uh, there was just to crack me up, you know, like if someone's showing off trying to do something and they're like, hey, 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 look what I can do and you can't do this, ooh, and then they fall. Like that's that's funny, as long as they're okay. But you know what I mean? Like that right. kind of stuff. But in yeah. the moment, it, it is definitely funny. Okay, very good. Yeah, yeah. Do you love or hate roller coasters? Love them. I love roller coasters. I don't go on them nearly enough, but every time I do, I have a blast and I want to get right back on. Really? Yeah. How about you? Love or hate roller coasters? Hate them. I am the best person in the world to go to the amusement parks with because I was always the one to happily stay with the stroller Mm -hmm. or the youngest child. And I was thrilled. So I would, you know, because we had so many kids, I would always take the youngest ones and go to like the baby park. I'm thrilled because I don't have to go on those rides. And then um, whoever I'm with can take the older kids and go to, you know, the roller coasters and everything else. No, I, they make me nauseous and I'm convinced I'm going to have a heart attack on them. Okay, so I, when it comes funny. to roller coasters or rides in general, is that all rides? Can you get on a Ferris wheel? Yes. I can get on a Ferris wheel. Um, I also don't mind, and I actually like the rides at Disneyland where you're on like the little boat and there's like, you know, a foot of water and it's taking you down. And then it goes like, like it goes, you know, down a little hill and you get a little wet. Those are fine. Right. Uh, But actual roller coasters, that's different. Right. Okay. That is different. Now that's, you know, I used to uh, love SeaWorld before the whole Blackfish story came out and all that, but a funny thing on that is back then they didn't have rides. They do now at, at SeaWorld, but they didn't have them back then. And when I was, I think, eight, we were living um, in the Midwest, and there's one in the Midwest. And you know how – have you ever been to SeaWorld? Yes, absolutely. Well, do you remember the petting pool where you reach your hand in and you can pet the dolphin? There's, like, a dolphins in there? I don't. I don't. Okay, you, you get fish from them. You buy – you spend so much money, and they give you this little – like and you paper feed them. tray and you feed them. Okay. Well, I, I ran out of fish. And so <laughs> what do you do at, when you're eight, nine? You stick your hand in because you still want to touch them. Right. And your hands smell like fish. So the dolphin bit me. <laughs> thought he was getting fed. And he, thought it was, he was. Now, right. mind you, didn't break the skin. Didn't, you know what I mean? It was, a, it genuinely thought it was taking fish. Right. I'm hysterical. I got to ride in the golf cart to the infirmary because now SeaWorld is thinking, oh, we're getting sued because Mm -hmm. she just got bit. And not only did I scare SeaWorld, but everybody else at the pool was like backing up from the, you know, from the dolphin. (laughs) It was, yeah. So I don't stick my hands in those anymore. I learned. I just, yeah, I'm good. So I don't do that or roller coasters. Okay. Fire away. (laughs) Here's a fun one. What is your biggest fear and what irrational fear do you have? I have 
tons of irrational fears. Anything, I, I fear anything living, basically, that's not human. <laughs> bugs, spiders, snakes. I don't care if they're good bugs or bad bugs, good snakes. Or, but I think my biggest fear, despite all of that, is public speaking. Really? Absolutely. Public and speaking. And you work in radio. That's not public speaking. That's talking into a microphone, much like we're doing right now. And that doesn't bother me. Now, when I'm talking in front of a crowd, that's the difference. Really? And we used to do, you know, public appearances. We would do yeah. remotes at car dealerships. We did one. Oh, my gosh. This was the worst. We did a uh, Chamber of Commerce event for the city of Prescott. And we had to come up with comedy routines that would go between the speakers. These were all very serious speeches that they were doing, and we're doing this goofy shtick, and it was horrifying. Nobody was enjoying it. They're like, get to the next speaker. Get It was horrible. And uh, so, yeah, I and obviously that didn't help my fear of public speaking. Oh, so what irrational fears do you have? Was that I, the everything not living? I would say, yeah, anything that's not human. <laughs> okay, maybe I like dogs and stuff like that, but small Only if they things, were things that are small, bugs, any kind of bug, I hate it. I don't want it near me. It could be one of these doodle bugs or a ladybug. I don't care. I don't like bugs or living things. Who's the, who is the bug killer in her house? Is it you or is it your wife? It's me because I will kill the bugs. That's how much I don't like them. And so Lisa is afraid of them in a different way. She wants to run away and have me kill it. And I'm, I have no compunction about killing bugs because I want them all dead. And I know that's horrible, but if I don't see them, I'm good. And so are they. Stay hidden bugs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How about three interesting facts about yourself that people don't know? First fun fact, uh, my adopted brother Uh, the brother who I grew up with, he was a sponsored, I don't know if you'd call it a semi or professional, semi-professional, professional surfer. uh, And is amazing. I mean, that's what he's done since I think he was 14. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he went on tours and and would go down to Bali and everywhere, Costa Rica and surf in competitions and stuff like that. So there's something. Um, I can... Uh, a talent that I have. Sure. Yeah. That I, I, I find impressive. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else does, but I find it impressive is if I'm blindfolded, I can tell you which frosting is red by the, by the taste and the smell. That like I have impressive. to taste it. I have to taste it, but I can, but as I'm smelling it, I can, I can tell you. Like, but only the red. Yeah. You can't do any other colors. Mm-mm. Okay. No. I and can, what was interesting I can be literally is, looking at the frosting and not tell you it's red. <laughs> because another interesting, not so interesting fact about me is I'm colorblind. So, <laughs> so you're two yeah. up on me on that one. That's impressive. And you know what? When I was tested last, because um, the people were like, oh, no, you're playing. And I'm like, no, I'm not. It was funny because they fed me a piece. And because they fed me a couple of different ones because they wanted me to tell them which one was the red, had red in it. And I, I had picked out the one, but I said, but it's not just red. Like it's not. And There's something else when I pulled it. off the mask, yeah, they were, 
they were just kind of like staring at me because there had been some white mixed into it, I guess, like in the side. So it wasn't totally red. But then my, my, uh, she's now 15 daughter had a severe food allergy to red food dye. So there must be something that connects that. Interesting. Okay. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, third fun fact. Um, I really love pets. So growing up, I had everything from rats that I, that had babies to salamander, like newts, like the water newts to turtles, to bunnies, to hamsters. My kids had a Guinea pig. Um, my parents had birds. Like I was really into animals, fish. I mean, and to this day, I would love to have just about every pet imaginable. When my oldest daughter was younger, uh, she had sugar gliders. And I loved those. Now, they smelled horrific. Okay. I mean, like, I think my daughter's cat smells sometimes. This is like, but they are, have you ever seen a sugar glider? I, I've heard of them. I don't even know what they are. It kind of looks like a bat almost, if you will. It's like okay. they glide. So what she would do is uh, she was a teenager and she would, at one point we had three, she would open up the cage because they sleep, they're nocturnal. Mm-hmm. So at night she'd let them run all over her room. And then if she put her hand up, they would jump to her hand and they would crawl on her shoulder and they would like play with her hair, like just like stroke her hair. Right. Uh they would um, reach their little hands down into her soda and then lick it really fast and stick their hand back down. It was so cute. And <laughs> and I'm getting would... chills just hearing this, but go ahead. Oh, no, I loved them. And <laughs> I would always check on them, like if she was, you know, at camp or something, because I, you know, was always worried. So I would, they, they sleep in like a pouch because mm-hmm. they are marsupials. So they sleep in this little like pouch in their cage that is hanging from the top. And... I remember peeking in there, just making sure that they're all still alive and everybody's good. And what these animals do, if you're upsetting them, is they will take their feces and throw it at you. <laughs> that is lovely. So when I, woke, when I woke it up, it got mad and it started throwing poop at me. And, and they're little. I mean, they're little. Right. Also, if you feed them something they don't like, they will throw it back at you. So if we tried to feed them like little green peas, they didn't like those and they would just throw those out of the cage. They wouldn't even keep them in their cage. They will take them all and just throw them out. I found them hilarious. So there you go. I love pets. Anything and everything. Wow, that is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Little animals that can fly. They smell Little horrible. Fly. They don't fly. They don't fly. Oh, they, they glide. They, glide. Mm-hmm. they smell horrible and they throw food and poop at you. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Okay. Your turn. What do you got? What are your hobbies? Uh, this is obviously one of my hobbies doing this podcast because I love recording. I love talking, communicating with people, um, kind of thinking that my voice is out there reaching somebody and maybe they'll get some information out of it or they'll chuckle or whatever. I, that's something I love to do. I don't do it as much as I should, but I do want to do one of these with my son at some point once this coronavirus thing ends. I love watching movies, um, and I love listening to podcasts. Those are probably my three biggest hobbies, the things I I do the most. What is your favorite book to read? I guess as 
opposed to books to throw. I don't know why it's worded that way, but okay. What is your favorite book to read? Well, uh, growing up, it was the Flowers in the Attic V.C. Andrews series. Um, do you remember those? I've heard of them. I, I know about them. I obviously never read them. They weren't written for people like me. But uh, yeah, I've heard of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say as an adult, probably biographies. Okay. That's good. I love to learn about other people's lives. What are some that you've read that you really stand out to you? Harriet Tubman's. Um, well, all of the uh, stories behind Laura Ingalls Wilder. Um, I started reading uh, recently uh, John McCain's Stephen Tyler. That was fascinating. I bet. Cool. Absolutely fascinating. Yeah. So anything, anything and everything, you know, people who've done something significant, I'm interested. So. Okay. What did you want to be when you were small? I have to say a morning show co-host or host or whatever since I was in seventh grade and I would listen to the morning shows on the radio on the way to school and things like that I thought that is the job I want to do and eventually I got there so that was kind of cool for you yeah all right so let's pick the last ones you pick one and I'll pick one okay um how would your friends describe you busy Mm -hmm. loyal Dedicated, caring, and busy. <laughs> Fair enough. That's you good. You know, seven kids and a job. And yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah busy yeah. gets noted twice. Fair enough. Busy, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What will you be doing 10 years from now? I believe I'll still be, obviously, because the firm is Lisa's and mine. We kind of built it together. So I'll still be doing that. But I do hope to be do branching out more with podcasting. So, you know, hopefully we'll be continuing to do this one. And I'd like to maybe produce and or, you know, do more podcasts myself or do it for other people just so I can continue, you know, communicating with people. Sure. Growing, improving. Yeah, I get Learning. it. Like we all, that's, it, it's, it's your craft and your hobby and your passion. Mm. And the only way to, to do that is to keep going forward. I, yeah, I can totally see that for you. I can totally see it. Uh, I have always hoped that one of the results of this podcast would be that somebody would discover you, I guess. <laughs> and it can't be a too big of a thing, though, because I still need you here. But you know what I mean? <laughs> to where uh, you could fulfill that. So, all right. Well, hopefully everybody got to know us a little bit better. And this was a fun podcast yeah. for them to listen to. And if anybody has questions they want to ask us, whether it be about adoption or even about just who we are, go ahead and shoot them over. That would be fun. Yeah, we'd love to see it. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. If you're listening and you're dealing with an unplanned pregnancy and want more information about adoption, Building Arizona Families is a local Arizona adoption agency and available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112. That's 623-695-4112. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or just get you more information. You can also find out more information about Building 
Building Arizona families on their website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thanks also go out to Grapes for allowing us to use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to us. We'd really appreciate it. We also now have a website at birthmothermatterspodcast.com. Tune in next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines.